when we were knocking in uh, Hurricane Sandy. Mm. And there was no level of physical preparation that you could have for that. I mean, there was like 80 a mile raft. an hour winds. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Like if I had a jet ski, that would have been the only thing <laughs> that would have helped me. Welcome to the Art of Knocking podcast. I am your host, Adam Campbell. To my left, co-host slash main host slash Joe Padilla. What's up? <laughs> What's up, bro? I'm doing good. I'm doing amazing. Let's go. We also got Dom in the studio today. Hey, What's shout going out? Producer Dom. What's going so, on? So as everybody can see, we are in a new space. So we just got here. Uh, we just got the space. We're just moving in. So Art of Knocking is expanding its footprint. Wow. Uh, so we got um, an office space. I think it's like 2,700 square feet just Gee. for production. Wow. So uh, we're going to have some green screen production rooms. We got a couple different studios for different podcasts we're going to be launching. Um, we got an editing room. We got a lobby. Uh, there's nothing in the, the lobby, lobby yet. We got a, a, a lounge. Yeah. yeah. A lounge. Wow. Uh, so we'll throw some cool stuff together. So Looking a little bare, but it's literally day two in the building. So, uh, shout out to Dom for let's care. go. Yeah, so shout out to Dom Dude, for getting everything on the floor. Let's go. Uh, let's go. So today, I wanted to talk about something very foundational uh, to what we do. So, we have a system comprised of uh, seventeen different topics or steps or different pieces. Principles, uh, right? Uh, yeah, um, which is our system is made up of 17 different things. So mm -hmm. um, really, that's the main focus. And today I wanted to talk about something that I've utilized and put into my personal and professional life for the last 11 and a half years, um, <laughs> 11 years. I, I don't even know how many it's been. I lost count. Um, but it's the eight personal disciplines. So okay. uh, this was created from surveying a bunch of ultra successful people, um, people that were self-made. Um, people that had very prosperous careers. And then they just took the most common answers and compiled a list of eight things um, that successful people put into play in personal and professional life. And I've mm -hmm. carried it with me my entire time. So mm -hmm. um, number one is have a great attitude. Wow. You got to have a good attitude. People want to be around good people, right? Mm -hmm. So what are some foundational fundamental value pieces that could be brought to you from having a good attitude? Well, number one, People don't want to hang out with you if you don't have a good attitude. So this you're is not going to have any friends. Every time I invite people out, no one shows up. No one up. shows up. You have the worst <laughs> attitude I've ever met. Um, so no, that's like just one. Like nobody will literally want to be around you. Number two, when you're in sales, it's a transfer of energy, right? So people good feel time. that people feel the vibe. Uh, people uh, respond well to when you're in a positive. Uh, positive mindset mm -hmm. and you can sell with conviction and you're enthusiastic. Um, Wag your tail. Yeah. So um, in terms of having a good attitude, I think that's just, we don't really have to talk about that because it's just how, common how do you sense, do that? right? How do, you, how do you have a good attitude? Uh, well, life sucks, man. How do you have a my good life's attitude? great. Uh, I don't, I life's know, the worst. Life's the worst, right? <laughs> life's so good. Um, but it, when I first started in door to door, I didn't have um, that, I was always like a happy person, but mm -hmm. when I came into the world of dealing with rejection 95% of the time, it was very different for me mm. uh, because I didn't have one of those hard lives, you know, growing up where, you know, it's like you come from nothing. I 
I think I talked about it last week or even mm -hmm. two weeks ago. Is like, you know, my parents did a really good job of raising us, making sure that we were taken care of. So when I was 19, just turned 19, signed on with my first door to door job. Um, you know, law of averages for window siding and roofing was you're going to sign up one person for an appointment out of 20 people that you talk to. Holy so it was literally, smokes. yeah, it was, it was okay. brutal. So you're talking to 60 people a day, 57 of them are telling you no. And that was every day. That was the grind. And the first day I was like, this sucks. Wow. This is really, really bad. Um, then over time, you kind of build immunity to the rejection. And then you just get excited and you catch that high when you get the yes. And that's where you kind of hang your hat. Um, so for, for me, that adjustment took a little bit. I'd probably say about four to six weeks to actually understand the power of having a positive attitude and it just made my life so much easier. What I've realized is that there's only a few things that you can control in life. Mm -hmm. And one of them is your attitude. The other yep. one is effort. And mm -hmm. then the other one would be your ability to seek information, right? So a student mentality. And if you just put focus on those primary things, you should be able to progress in whatever it is that you do, right? You just got to mm -hmm. work harder have a better attitude and ask more questions. But Adam, you make it sound so simple. <laughs> it's because I've been doing it for a while, but when I first started, it wasn't. But over time, I've just learned that there was so much value, value in that. And what ties into it is your attitude is ultimately going to dictate your work ethic. No when doubt. I was feeling good, yep. I'd run through a brick wall. When I wasn't in a good mental position. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I wasn't feeling good, it was very hard for me to get out of the car and get my day started. Yep. So... Where that shift comes in is I think what you talk about a lot is starting your morning with gratitude mm -hmm. and journaling and mm -hmm. writing down stuff. But for me, it's just when I first wake up, I don't want to consume information from social media. I don't yeah. want to watch the news. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a man. total, it's like, total trap. It's either one of two things on social media. One, extreme negativity or two, it's really just a highlight reel of all the good yep. pieces of people's lives and they yep. don't want everybody else to see the bad parts. No and doubt. I think that's why you deal with so many people uh, today that have mental health, yeah. you know, problems because they're comparing big, their life to other people. It's a big issue. Yeah. No when in reality, it's literally just a highlight reel of your mm -hmm. life. You're only showing the good parts. Mm -hmm. They don't show the human part of mm -hmm. actually challenge and struggle and all that stuff. So, yeah. um, not I think that's changing though. Yeah. I feel like it, it has to change where it, people yeah. are just going to be super genuine. Like, Hey, this, this happened to me, like whatever. Um, so anyways, I think, I think it's, it'll get to that. Um, because it's, it's, it can't stay, at that like it's, behavior. it's like everyone's so envious yep. or or everything is so negative so like one of like these very strong polarizing feelings yep. and i kind of took a break from social media for that reason yep. but it's like you know what it's it's it, you have to jump back in at some point well, you don't have to but i feel like just to connect with people and it's just an amazing place to connect with people like everyone spends so much time and attention there it's actually crazy so, yeah i think you just you have to set like like boundaries with it, for sure. um, but also understand like what it is. You yeah. Know, so I did a cleanse, uh, from social media, I guess about two months ago and mm -hmm. it was 30 days and I jumped back in, um, just because I was having a surprise birthday party for Lauren and nice. I had to send out the invites. Okay. Good. Uh, so that was like the only reason I, I jumped back on. Um, but now that the party's over, it's time to turn it back off because the <laughs> mental clarity that I had then was so much better through yeah. those 30 days. Yeah, I think um, it, it goes back to the idea of like fill your own cup. Yep. Like it's so hard to pour into other people, whether that's your your teammates, yep. whether that's your your clients or whatever. Um, it's so hard to do that if you're if you're running 
on E. So yeah. like that's why when we talk about like when winning the day, it starts with the beginning of the day. It starts with the very first things you For do. Sure. And that's great where you set boundaries where like, dude, I'm not just gonna whip open social media and just be blasted by all of this, whatever it is. Um, it's like, no, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do do me, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna spend time with my family. That gives me energy, that fills my cup. I'm gonna do XYZ. So for me it's it's journaling first thing in the morning just to like just to start with me, like build, put myself first, be selfish. Yeah, absolutely. So I could, I could win the day. I agree a hundred percent. It doesn't have to be that, right? Mm -hmm. Just start out doing something for yourself. It doesn't have to be journaling. Mm -hmm. Like it could be whatever it is that you want it to be. Yep. Just do something that makes you feel good. Yeah. Um, so Prayer, I think starting meditation, yeah. go for a walk, throw stretch, one, throw on your favorite song. Like yeah, literally there you go. Anything. Have a dance party yeah, by yourself. Do something. <laughs> Do something. Um, just don't do anything that makes it harder for you to win. Yeah. Right. You know, we are our job in sales and marketing and door knocking and it requires the best of us. Exactly. Every single every day. Every day. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, you gotta like I said, it's hard enough. So you gotta be able to put yourself in a position where mm -hmm. you can have some leverage, you know, mm -hmm. from the beginning. Because what we do is definitely not an easy thing. Um, so yeah, attitude I think is a fundamental framework. If you don't have that. The other seven things don't even matter, yeah. um, you know, on the personal discipline list, because if you don't have a good attitude, you're not going to work hard. People aren't going to want to work with you. You're not going to get anything done. You'll look for reasons that it doesn't make sense. You'll look for reasons that it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have one, you know, then turn the podcast episode off now because <laughs> the next 30 minutes are, are, are not they're, they're not appropriate for where you are in your development. Mm -hmm. Right. Like focus number one would have to be get that down first and then tune back in. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, which leads me to number two um, is being on time, right? So we always hear Why that Why are you thing. looking at me, bro? Because you were a couple minutes late. <laughs> I was. That's sorry. all right, though. That's not Dang, who you that are. Was, that was my guilt. That was my guilt. <laughs> but it's not. Well, thank you for taking ownership of that. Yeah, uh, Not just brushing it to the I'm, side. I'm accountable. Um, but that's not who you are. Like, we know who, we know who you are. That's a one-off. Um, just don't let it happen again. Um, Mulligan. But, yeah, you always hear the thing. What is it if you're not? If you're not early, you're late. Mm -hmm. So for me, I always, always, always made it a priority to give myself an extra 20 to 30 minutes on my commute time because mm -hmm. I don't know what happens if I get pulled over, mm -hmm. what happens if I get in a fender bender, mm -hmm. what happens if I get a flat tire, mm -hmm. what happens if there was an accident, like what if all these different things would happen? And then if none of those things happened, awesome. Mm -hmm. I have 30 minutes extra in the office where I'm already beating people. <laughs> I'm already progressing forward. Um, and Paul was my original leader in door-to-door -door sales. I would beat him to the office every morning. Wow. And it, dro it drove him crazy <laughs> because he was like, dude, you don't have to be here yet. I'm like, I know I don't have to be. I want to be. I want to be able to get more information um, because I wanted to get out of the field as soon as I could. Mm -hmm. And if that means I had an extra 30 minutes a week, I was beating everybody else by two and a half hours yep. of just getting information from people in the office. It separates you from everyone else because yep. leaders will always see like that, yep. that student that's mm -hmm. like, this guy wants to learn. Yep. He wants to get better. And you, you like, I have those guys on the team that are like, I come in like 10 to 15 minutes early and there's usually like two people already yeah. there. And then they're it's the awesome. same two people yep. every single time. Yep. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's go, go, you know? Yep, and then up. there's the same people that show up like 10 seconds before I mm -hmm. close the door. It's yep. like, okay, I was you in high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hey, it is what it is. Yep. It just lets me, it's a, I don't view people differently. It's just, they're going to get more of my time. Mm -hmm. You know, the no ones doubt. that are here early will get more of my time. Yep. And 
I'm a firm believer that you don't find a mentor. Your mentor finds you. Mm-hmm. And it's just through what you do, your actions mm-hmm. and saying actions that you're going to do what you do. Yeah, words, you, yep. you're saying that doing what you say that you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest thing for me was not about, yes, reputation for being on time, being early, first one in, last one out. That was always big for me. Um, but it was more about what if I heard one thing that changed my life? If I was just there early and I was just sitting in on a conversation that somebody was having, mm-hmm. what if I just heard that one thing that made it all click, that made it all make sense for me? And mm-hmm. I didn't know when that was going to be. It could be, it could be every day was, you know, is today the day? Mm-hmm. Is today the day? Is mm-hmm. today the day? And I've just, just compiled so much information over, over time that people never had access to because mm-hmm. it was usually just some high level people that were mm-hmm. in the office early, kicking it, talking. No and I'm just, dude, this is great. Yeah. It's like the best mentoring session I'd I don't even have to pay for this. This is awesome. For real. When when I was a, a rep looking back, thinking back, um, I look forward to the meetings every week because I got to spend time with the top guys on the team and I got to pick their brain and or just listen to them have a conversation with other people. Yep. Like that was like one of my favorite things about the meeting, like just getting in a little early and then hanging out a little bit later and just like whatever. Just, just my guys will not hang out later. Hey, <laughs> first one to feel first one make money. Oh, dang. <laughs> all right. All right. Just kidding. If you want to kick it, we can. <laughs> But I, uh, not really for I like wanna, three minutes. Yeah, I want to say something about um, when you were like, show up early, and you could uh, you could meet someone, or you could yeah. there could be someone there. So me personally, I've shown up to a job early, and the owner of that company was the only guy there, and he was doing uh, he was moving stuff, and I was like, can I help you? Started helping him move stuff. That that connection changed my life. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So if if I wasn't there early, uh, dude, like. Just show up a little bit early because you never know what could happen. You never you know. You never know. That's what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. when you, not only are you there to do your job, but when you're there early and then you can also help someone else do their thing. It, in my case, it was the owner of the company, moved chairs, which wasn't even his job, but we were both doing something that we both knew we weren't there to do and that we kind of chatted and, and just on a human level. And that's just so, that was... I just always remember that moment. So now you'll never catch me late to anything ever yeah. again. Yeah. Take it. I um I love that. You know, because it, it is true. You never know what's gonna happen by being there early before the chaos starts. Yep. Right? <laughs> you, it's like every morning mm-hmm. we get a little nuts mm-hmm. in our, you know, our meetings. And once it once that train gets moving, it's very hard to grab time. Mm-hmm. It's very, very hard to grab time. Mm-hmm. Um so showing up early or staying late is really the only possibility, but for an opportunity model like we're in, staying late is actually not too beneficial mm-hmm. um, because if you're in a leadership position seeking guidance, other people are you have the responsibility of leading other people. Mm-hmm. And when they're new, they need all the time in the world. Yeah, field. So no um, that's why I'm not the biggest fan. Like I would love to kick it with my team all the time, um, but it's the care for other development of new people that is very important, mm-hmm. right? So they need every minute they yep. can get. They the need, first two weeks yeah. are magical, right? Yeah, I mean, that's everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's where their foundation's built. Whether they whether they believe that or not, the first mm-hmm. two weeks are make crucial. Yep. Yeah, make or break because they're just, they know nothing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a toddler. Uh, they they know nothing. And everything that they're learning, they're, that's embod- they're going to embody what they see. Yep. So if they think it's cool just to be super lax after the meeting and not go straight to the field and take mm-hmm. a long lunch mm-hmm. and, and leave the field early, 
it's not going to be very easy to come back yeah, from that. You're so. right. Everything you show them matters, yeah. right? So the yeah. disciplines yep. and so like everything that you show, they're going to, they're going to remember all of the, the amazing things, but they're also going to remember all of the things that you didn't do. So sure. amazing. Yep. And <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, we always say 80% of the good, 200% of the bad. Yeah, if you ever want to know where your deficiencies are, look at your team because it's a magnifying glass. My team's amazing. <laughs> well, you're amazing then. <laughs> uh, but I, I was always a firm believer in that as like, your team is a magnifying glass for where you where you need help. Um, so if yep. you ever want to figure out what it is that you need help with, just look at your team. And their biggest deficiencies are probably shared with you. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that goes into what we talk about all the time, self-awareness mm -hmm. and self-analysis and being honest with yourself mm -hmm. and just making the decision to fix it. So... Be um, on time. Be on time. Well, be early. You know, be so early. That should be in parentheses. 15 like, yeah. minutes early. early is on time. Yeah, I, I'm a That's firm like believer the, in that too. Uh, I know I'm in enemy territory a little bit here, but uh, <laughs> there was a great coach, uh, Tom oh, Coughlin. Uh, from the New York Giants. Who's that? Never heard of her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> won a couple rings. Won he a did? couple rings. Yeah. Um, it's it's so funny that uh, it would you would say that it's a rivalry, but the Eagles always smash the Giants. I'd say like nine times out of ten. So it's not yeah. really a rivalry. Um, but he he was no he was like one of those old school mm -hmm. like vigilant um, coaches, and that's what he was saying. Like if you're not if you're not early, you're late. Yeah. And it's it's true. true. It's a hundred percent true. I mean, you're just thinking about the great athletes like kobe bryant yep always yeah i mean always you read stories about those early. guys they're in the gym at mm -hmm. like 4 a.m mm -hmm. on game day yep you know so it's just nuts um i would say anything to get the edge yeah i would see i would say being early is can be one of the most beneficial things for your career mm -hmm. being late however is probably the most damaging mm -hmm. number one reputation if it's a consistent behavior no one's going to trust you, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have any influence. You got no buy-in. You, mm -hmm. You're not reliable. Um, mm -hmm. But also, like, what if you miss information that would have changed your life? That's mm -hmm. So for me, <clears throat> I always have that thought. I was like, I can't show up late ever mm -hmm. to anything. Number one, my reputation. Mm -hmm. I only have one. I have to protect it with my life. Mm -hmm. Number two, what it's if somebody so says It's so hard something? to build, and it's so, yeah. so easy to lose. So easy. One thing. Mm -hmm. 10 That's years to get to that point. Scarface said... I only got two things in this world, my word and my balls, and I don't break them for no one. Oh, dang. Yeah, bro, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Discipline number three. <laughs> Be prepared. Dom, Dom always loves to take shots at us every week for being prepared with content, but it seems, seems to me like we're always prepared. <laughs> you, know what I'm saying? you know what I'm saying? Preparation is very, very uh, crucial um, especially for, for my side of the company, um, and lead generation, right? So you have two different preparation levels, mental and physical. We talked about this a mm -hmm. few weeks ago. Um, so for us, it's, you know, we have to, we have to be pivotable, I guess is the word, you know, you always need to have extra flexible. flexible yeah. Um, cause we deal with the elements. We're urban hikers. Um, you know, in the like summertime, that. yeah, we're in the summertime, you've got to have coolers of water, uh, you got to have sunblock. You got to have cold towels. Like you, you got to be prepared for it. You got to have protein-rich snacks. Wintertime, obviously, you have to prepare for whatever it is. If you were walking around in the snow all day, mm -hmm. when it's raining, prepare mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on top of mental preparation. Any of these things can they're going to take away efficiency, right? So my biggest thing is there are no excuses as long as you're prepared. Preparation will eliminate any excuse because if you know exactly what it is that you have to prepare for, there is no no reason to not perform. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you have a different take on that, but I mean, preparedness it makes sense. is super important. So the 
the U.S. Coast Guard, their mm-hmm. their slogan is "Semper Paratus," always ready, always mm. prepared. So if you're if you're ready, you don't have to you don't have to get ready. Get ready. Yeah. So it's all always ready, yep. right? So that's that's the Coast Guard, right? So all um, all of the branches that we have in the military, the Coast Guard is always home. They're always here. They're always ready to defend our borders. So they they always have to be ready. Mm. The, where the other the other branches are are you know, coming and going, whereas sure. the Coast Guard is like, we're the last defense. So if we're not ready. That's dope. I didn't know. Yeah. That. That's bad. So legit. Yeah. One of my best buddies uh, is still in the Coast Guard. Mm. Awesome. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> so preparedness, that's simple, right? Just be prepared for anything possible. Uh, mental preparation, probably more than physical. And the reason mm. I say that is when I started, we literally, we were like tortured. <laughs> Our first door-to-door job is six days a week, 80, 90 hours. It didn't matter the weather. We were knocking in full suits and dress Jeez. shoes. Um, Just grinding dude. you to the core. <laughs> I'm so grateful for it, though. <laughs> dude, it's like some of the best relationships I have in my life still, and I haven't seen these people in person in, I don't know, four or five years are because of that. That's like boot camp, dude. <clears throat> dude. We want to talk about embracing the suck, <laughs> being in the trenches. That was it, man. And um, David Goggins, yeah, do everything. Stay hard. Oh, stay. He says a lot of things. Yeah, but he says do do something every day that sucks. Yeah, and that sounds like it sucks. That and was if six, you're days doing it six days a week. Six days a week. It's pretty. Well, it wasn't much every day. day. <laughs> I guess Sunday was hard because you had to think about redoing it all again in twenty four hours. Um, but no, I, I loved it, you know, when I was in it. And then I loved it until I didn't, you know, you hit, yep. you hit your breaking point at some times on, on stuff like that. There was no work-life balance, mm-hmm. you know, there was your burning zero. candle, yeah, you're burning bend. from the both ends. Yep. Yeah, and I did it for five years. So, um, I don't know how my candle was that big, but it was, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it got burnt from both ends. Um, so quiet down. We were knocking in, uh, hurricane Sandy mm. and there was no level of physical preparation that you could have for that. I mean, there's like 80 a mile raft. an hour winds. Tre- yeah, no, literally like if I had a jet ski, that would have been the only thing that would have helped me. Um, just kayaking down was, the road, but it was dope because every single person answered their door. That's awesome. Everybody answered their door. Yeah. Um, and we had to call into a call center to confirm the leads that we were generating. Jeez. Call center didn't have any power. It was down in Chester, Pennsylvania, uh, right next to the Philadelphia soccer union team. So we couldn't even call into the call center, but we still had to go into work. What a so, unique experience. Yeah. We were setting up appointments and we weren't allowed to go home until we wrote three leads. Um, that was it. That was literally like you weren't allowed talk to talk about home. talk about setting the the stage where yeah. it's like I don't care if there's a hurricane. No, I, I don't. It's a state of emergency. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna stay out mm-hmm. there until you give me three, three yeah. and then you can go. <laughs> so I don't feel bad like, ever. Holy. I don't feel bad ever for our team about knocking in weather. Yeah, like if, if, if it's, it's unsafe, if it's a hundred degrees out, it didn't matter to me. I was in a full suit. That's amazing. I was sweating through my suit. So undershirt, dress shirt, and suit jacket. I feel soft o'clock. just listening to these stories. Dude, it, I'm telling you. It, <laughs> so I don't feel bad. If the situations are unsafe, then I'll never put my people in those same ones, right? I think that was too far extreme. Mm. Um, but you can't be soft either. It's like, hey, it's drizzling today. What, mm-hmm. what are you made out of sugar? You're going to melt your little sugar cube? I'm going to come pick you up on the street corner. It's going to be a pile of clothes. You melted? Really? Grow up. Does the bank care that it's raining? No, they still want their money. Go make some. Let's um, go. So I think you have to have balance, right? You've got to meet That's in the middle. That's tough love. It, it is, I, but I people it. need to hear it. I dig it. Uh, because once you allow it, then they're always going to be, well, Adam, that one time you allowed us. No, that's not Mm-mm. the expectation. Um, this is not a nine to five. You're not going to retire with me after 40 years. That's not our goal. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to teach you how to run a freaking company. Mm-hmm. Um, and that 
takes balls. Mm-hmm. Right, Tom? There you go, dude. <laughs> Let's go. Talk um, you've got to get you've got to get gritty. Um, you've got to you've got to be disciplined. And moving on to the next one, um, we we used to say step four was work your full eight hours, mm. <clears throat> but I I think that that has now evolved from 11 years ago, I think it's just be most efficient with the time that you do have. Mm. So I don't ask people for 50 hours or 60 hours like most sales opportunities do. Mm-hmm. No, man, I just want your best 40. And okay. five of those are going to be in the office, right? Go, okay, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. So I was just thinking like productivity over busy. Yeah. I don't think that sales and marketing needs to be managed by hours. It needs to be managed by output. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's being efficient with their time and hitting their KPIs, I don't care if it takes you a minute or I don't. And if it does take you 50 hours, that's fine. Do it. You should, because you should, your goals and progression should be important to you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that it should be managed by output. If Mm -hmm. I have somebody who does six leads a day and their team is performing at a high level and their card group average is, I don't know, 4.5 leads per person generated per day. Do I really care if that person cuts out of the field 30 minutes early? No, I deserve it. Probably not. Deserved it. Probably not. Mm -hmm. Now they also have to understand the habits that that creates with their team Mm -hmm. because if they're new and they see that they're like, Oh, well my captain, my team lead cut out 30 minutes early. Totally cool. If I cut an out, cut out an hour early. Yeah. You forget, you forget the part that he put in war. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) If you put in hard work for seven and a half hours and you take a 30 minute Mm -hmm. break, like, okay. Yeah. People always latch onto that one thing that makes their life easier because we look for the path least resistance. No doubt. So I don't think that that's the smartest thing to do when developing a team. Mm -hmm. But again, I'll never tell anybody what to do. I'll just Mm -hmm. give them guidance on what I think they should do, right? Mm -hmm. It's their opportunity. They're not, yes, as much as they are an employee of the company, that's not the goal. Mm. I just want to teach you how to become a better version of yourself. That's it. I Um, like that you, uh, you think about it like that because when I was in school or college, it was the opposite. The teacher would be like, no, you have to show up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, I'm paying to be here. First of all, it's like I'm paying you. Also, (laughs) I'm I'm on permanent dean's list because for some reason I was good at at books and stuff. If I'm better than all of your students in here, why? I I heard you good at books and stuff. (laughs) What class is that? That was books and stuff 101. <laughs> um, why are you making me be here when I'm getting better grades than 90% of your students? Yo, re- like, relax. I'm paying to be here. Let me do what I want to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's your money. It's not mine. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you want to make more, make more. If you, mm-hmm. care, if you can make less, then you're okay with that. <laughs> Who am I to tell you what to do with your money? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I know how much I want to make, so mm-hmm. that's why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. You know how much you want to make. I can only give you a roadmap to get there. You have to, you've got to execute on it. Mm. Um, so for me, step four is just about efficiency. Successful people don't look for ways to get out of work. They look for ways to get the most out of their work. Um, facts. I so, like that. Yeah. So I think if you could just be more efficient, shout out to your, to your, one of your new reps, Ryan, dude, we're not going to say his last name. Oh this kid my is, God, dude, stud lightning <laughs> in a bottle. So breaking records three weeks in three weeks in. So week one, first week out of training, tied company record for 2022 for quality, right? So the quality that came off of his appointments, um, he had eight people pass credit, eight homeowners pass credit. So qualified demo um, his first week. In a week. In a week, dude. Knows nothing. Yeah. Knew nothing. Now knows stuff because he's been here three weeks. So he knows some stuff. Oh. Um, But dude, he was just running, uh, power washing. Matt being a manager for his friend's power washing company. I think they're like power washing sidewalks and driveways. <laughs> Comes in, 
Week one out of training, 31 leads. No, I'm sorry. That was week two. 24 leads week one. Eight customers that went through with the presentation. Wow. Passed one credit. Out of three. Fantastic. Yeah. And then week two was nine qualified homeowners out of 31 appointments. Unbelievable. And then last week, I don't know what his quantity was, 30%. but dude, 14 QDs last week. Wow. Eight in one day, right? Eight on Wednesday of last week. That's <laughs> insane. So gosh. that is a testament to to you and, and your dude, team. No testament to me. That's, that's all my team. <laughs> I, dude, I don't do nothing. I love it. I just say, hey, this is what you guys should do. And that's it. Yeah. And they do it. So it's not me. When when the team's doing well, great leaders take no credit Dude, and give it to their team. When the team's not doing well, the great leaders take all of the oh, blame. Oh, when, they, when they're not doing good, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take blame me. No, I'm just kidding. Of course I do. Um, but dude, he's absolutely crushing. Um, so for people that are listening that are not here with us, um, what Ryan's doing last week, 14 qualified demos. So credit passes in my experience, um, I would say is equivalent to about 20 demos at a regular company, right? How most companies would give credit to a rep mm -hmm. on stats. Mm -hmm. That would be like 20 demos. That's almost unheard of. I've never seen somebody come out of the gate so freaking hot like that. Um, I've seen a lot of great reps over time, but dude, nothing like that. And if, if you're averaging maybe 15, that would be like elite, elite. Right? 15 what a month and a week that that's unheard of right that's unheard of i mean the best of the best that i know could do that but it's not not that's out like of a, the gate yeah that's right? what it's i'm like, saying that's like an you could elite, be consistent an yeah like you're a one percenter in the industry um i would say consistent top performers would do like five to seven every week <laughs> yeah it's crazy crazy and he's like three x that Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> 32 demos, 32 credit passes in his first three weeks, and 13 of them so far have gone to wow. a sale. So he's, How, would he's you say he it. has a decent attitude? <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> People hate talking to him. Uh, I would say yes, he is. What's his secret sauce? He has a great attitude. He um, shows up on time. Okay. He's definitely prepared. Okay. And he definitely works efficiently. Okay. So we're four for four mm -hmm. on him right now. Yeah. And, wow. And step five is working your era area efficiently, your mm. territory efficiently. So um, have a plan of attack. And mm. every day he's in early. And I see him looking at his territory on his phone. Mm. Um, he's planning his route out. He's disqualifying homes that he can tell are disqualified. He's focused. He's in so the he's zone. So he's locked in. And, um, yeah, working your territory properly looks a lot differently for me on my side of the business, knocking on doors than it does for you. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want to shed any light on, you know, working your territory appropriately, what would that look like? I think um, the difference with with us with uh, running leads is um, we can we can uh, map out like our missed opportunities, whether it's like no shows or or credit fails or. Uh, people that were interested and then kind of fell off the map. So I think that is where we can, where we put our focus. It's like, okay, who can we, who can we pick up out of here? Um, but also um, pouring into our existing customers and, and making sure that they feel cared for 
um, and they've had a great quality of um, a great experience. Um, so it's more of more of mining our our actual database for our, our clientele. Mm. Um, so catching the ones that that we missed, uh, making that a priority, um, and then focusing on existing customers to also win their their network of, of family, friends, etc. So and and the top reps that that are are organized and diligent in that aspect. Um, absolutely smashed records mm. this past Speaking month. Speaking of records, oh my! Couple Lord. of those were broken. We'll get into that next yeah. week. We'll announce. We'll, we'll go over some competition stuff. I know we've got a wrap, um, yeah, and we've still got three other things to cover. So I'm not going to do a deep dive into them. But number five was work your territory correctly. So whatever that looks like for you, again, that just ties into four with efficiency. Um, six, pay attention, y'all, because step number one and step number six, two of the eight revolve around attitude. So step six, uh, discipline number six would be maintaining your positive attitude. There's ways to unlock that. Um, mm. We'll have to dive into that stuff at a later time. We've got to jump to a different meeting. That's going to be a whole another podcast that, by itself. By itself. Mm -hmm. uh, number seven could be another whole podcast by itself. It's understanding your why, right? Like understanding what you want to get out of it mm -hmm. to put yourself through positions that are uncomfortable, that are challenging, where you deal with adversity. And then mm -hmm. step number eight is understanding that nobody is coming to save you. Mm -hmm. So you need to take control. You need Love to take it. control of everything, your your personal life, your professional life. There is no help on the way. No one is coming to save you. You've got to dig yourself out of that hole. If You've you got some raspberry away. jam on your on your polo, you got to figure <laughs> out how to take care of it yourself because you can't trust your buddy that says he's got a tied to go pen. That's and right. He doesn't show I up. I should have had it. it. <laughs> I should have had it. That goes against taking control and being prepared. Uh, my toddler decided to wipe his strawberries on my shirt this morning <laughs> so thank hopefully Zom, dom didn't zoom in on it where you call nah, can't it see it zoom in right now my polo my polo think. fresh uh, you so. can see it you can see it it's right there uh whatever it is All what right, it is shots fired. it's just hey, we're uh, human it's just Life a little happens. uh my, my son just wanted me to have a reminder of him today yeah. while I'm at work. So say, <laughs> so, you know what? I'm going to wipe this strawberry on your shirt, Dad. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Art of Knocking Podcast. We'll check Peace you next out. week. Let's go. Later, later.